0: I'm Boyd Hill, and welcome to this very special Britain's Got Talent BAFTA masterclass. Uh, we're going to be looking at how the show is put together in all its various ways. The people who do make Britain's Got Talent are exec producer Claire Breen and series producer Charlie Owen. Welcome. We should say yeah. that we were hoping to have Amelia Brown, who is legendary uber producer of Britain's Got Talent since the very beginning, but she's had a baby literally about two weeks ago and has quite rightly decided that is more important than explaining how Britain's Got Talent works. But that's the only thing that is more important, isn't it, than perhaps explaining how it works. Before we get into the nitty-gritty of, of uh, how it all works and um, how you make this fantastic show, can we just explain, like, because obviously exec producer producer it can mean all kinds of different things on different shows what exactly do you do generally a kind of overview if you like of what your individual jobs are Claire
1: um, can you hear me good yeah. um, so as executive producer uh, my role is kind of to oversee all the departments so I don't have a specific role I'm um, pretty much the person that chases up all the departments to make everything make sure everything is ticking along nicely um, and um, I'll pass to Charlie with his.
2: Yeah, Claire, Claire's basically on my back on a daily basis. Uh, and I'm just more, t- when I come on board, I sort of put the team together, uh, and then I'm more on the ground, uh, looking after managing the casting team and then all the filming team uh, as we go around the country and through to the live shows. So you mentioned casting there. Let's start with that, because I guess the show,
0: you know, the show wouldn't be anything without the acts, the extraordinary variety of acts that you have. Um, how do you go about it? What's the what's the kind of and what's the initial stage, if you like, of, of casting the show, finding these people?
2: Uh, well, there's it's sort of changed and evolved over the years. Um, but firstly, we have application process where we put out um, CTAs on television adverts everywhere for people to apply to the show through the website. Um, and then over the years, the last four years, we have changed that slightly. Um, application numbers have, you know, we still have tens of thousands of people apply, but application numbers have dropped. Um, And so we've had to evolve the way we find people. Um, And four years ago, we sort of changed the process quite dramatically um, and brought on what we have. We have an office casting team. We have a regional casting team. uh, We work with scouts um, for each genre, of variety that appears on the show. Um, And because we just have to make the show more accessible now. So we have to go to people to encourage them to audition. A lot of the time people won't come to us anymore. Um, So it's our job to maintain the standard of talent and variety on the show. We need to to go everywhere across the UK um, to encourage people to audition.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Charlie's right. We we actually we do everything we've always done, but we have to do more now. You know, we're it, we're in a much more competitive environment. Um there's lots more talent shows out there. Um audience demand has got has got more. Um and uh, so we have to, you know, we have to try harder to to cast the shows and get amazing acts that you all enjoy watching on television.
0: And you don't have like there's no rules, are they? It's pretty much open to everyone. Is that yeah.
1: Absolutely. Um, anyone of any age, of any talent, um, absolutely anyone can apply. Absolutely.
0: And does that make it in a way easier or harder? Because obviously, it's a show like The X Factor has very specific categories and more specific kind of rules, I guess, of, of who, who you want to be on the show. But when it's anyone and everyone you're looking for, does that make
2: it, is that harder, challenging in a way to get the right mix, if, if you like? It is hard, but it's, it's exciting. At the same time, it's like every year, You know, our goal is to find incredible talent and something that we've never seen before. So a lot of the time people say, what are you looking for? You can't answer that question, really. You just get a feeling when you see something. Um, But we need to have, obviously, a mix of different varieties, from comedy, magic, dance, music, all the different varieties. Um, But, yeah, it's just you get a feeling when you see something. Um, And... You Know if we've never seen it before, the likelihood is the majority of the British public haven't seen it, so so we get it on the show. Talking of, of um
0: finding unique talent, I guess that's a key thing. You, you're after you're not just after singers, you're after this extraordinary variety of different people and the kind of thing you've never seen before. Um, we've got a clip we'll have in, in a sec of, of Alex yeah. Magala who I guess sums that up, but can you? you know does it get harder each year to find the kind of act that you haven't seen
1: before 100% yes Uh, you know our demand gets harder as the audience have seen you know everyone the judges have seen everything the audience have seen it all so it's constantly trying to find new things and with the whole of our casting team the biggest brief is go and find something that's never seen before and you can't tell them what that is because you haven't seen it Um, what we also do though is it's not just looking for the stuff you don't know what we also do is kind of think about what we've had and how we can put a twist on that so um, for example we had Richard Jones win last year as a magician close-up magician the year before um, Jamie Raven came second place so we've seen a lot of close-up magic on the show of, of recent years so this year as well as opening obviously it's going to open a door to many more close-up magicians who might come with different tricks so great what we also need to do is go okay what else can we look for within magicians so do we want bigger illusions this time around or do we want a child magician because we haven't seen that or an, a, an old man an old woman magician so it's it's kind of going right what have we had what's a twist on that to try and sort of inspire us to come up with those new
0: so we've all seen sword swallows we haven't seen that Kind of sort swallowing. How do you, so? How did you find him? How, how did how did that
2: work? Uh, yes, yeah, so he was he was found by our office casting team. Right. Um, so their job basically is to scour the internet for viral sensations and things around the world. Um, he had obviously done other Got Talent shows, so they found him through that. As well. I don't know, I can't remember exactly whether it was internet or through Got Talent, but um, yeah, and it was just an incredible act. It's like the first time you see that, you could. You know, you still react even after you've seen it for a, a few times. Um, so, yeah, they found him. So
0: you, saw are, it. so you are going out there and asking people. You're kind of finding people. As a, I guess that's one of the ways it's changed down the years, is it? The, the
2: well, it's, it's about encouraging. It. Right. So if we find him, then, yes, we'll get in touch with him yeah. and give him the opportunity to appear on the show. And actually, we found out after speaking to him, Alex had done a few of the Got Talent shows and his his sort of dream was to win all the got talents across the world yeah. and so why should was, we, why should we stop him from yeah, doing that yeah he was that? sort
1: of headed our it's way incredible. in as well anyway so yeah. he was equally keen to do the show so yeah it's it's more about making people aware and then saying have you thought about and he ha- turns out had already thought about it
0: right. so, yeah. but you do still have people queuing up to you know in in, in all your different locations and then you have regional um, auditions that aren't kind of televised with the judges there are there but you've got people out out and around the country 100%. seeing people
1: yeah so basically we uh charlie touched on it the producer auditions open days we've been doing since day dot and people can show up at any of the big cities that we t- that we go to so your birmingham's your manchester's um and um they show up on the day for an audition they apply you can apply online they can literally submit a video um the office casting are scouring the internet as we 've said, and then what we also have are regional teams um so we have researchers that get appointed in an area, say the southeast of England, and they spend weeks researching that area, contacting dance schools, music schools, you name it, agents um, finding out about events there um, before going out onto the road and visiting all those people, whether it's that we go to an event or sometimes there might be a karaoke night that has been put on for us to meet lots of people. So basically we're just expanding the search and making ourselves much more accessible so it might be that someone can't afford to travel into Manchester to come and see us or they just don't want to come and queue with the masses so instead we're making it easier for them to be part of the show by going to them
0: and an example of a kind of regional person who came from regional casting is um Callum Scott from Correct. from series nine that's such a contrast isn't it from you've got Alex Magala who's Doing, got talents around the world and you kind of find him getting that guy who's at a regional show in that kind of very rough and ready form that someone has to spot and say he's good enough, potentially good enough to be on the show.
1: Exactly. The, that's, that's kind of the virtue of this competition. It is open to anyone. So you will get people that have done the show before. You will get professionals. You will get people that, that do their act for a living. And then you'll get people that weren't even considering auditioning And because we go and go to them. We found Callum.
2: Sorry. And that was, that was a regional, what we call a regional yeah. showcase. Yeah. So you heard the lady introducing Callum at the start of the clip. And what we do actually, that's a lady called sally Ann, who I think ran Hull's Got Talent uh, for a while. So our regional team found her, got in touch with her. Um, and then she put on an event when they were in the area. And that was the event you saw. So Callum performed there and then they're all filmed like any other audition. And then they're cast off the back of their taped audition as such. And
0: does the pro- it, I was, I'm always surprised, but at the end of the final, you put the you, you put the ad out. You're really asking for new for people to start yeah. sending their tapes or whatever right from. So it's the process going on all year round. Right now, you're in the middle of the process of finding
1: exactly that. And actually, the biggest the biggest um, reaction and uh, applications we get come from those TV adverts. That's right. kind of what hits the masses the most. So 100% off the back of the final, we have a team already there um, accepting the first load of applications that come off of that and all the way through. So it is a, definitely year round. So we finished in May and the applications were flooding in in June. So. Wow. And do you
0: ever, I mean, obviously a lot of people say things like, you know, critics say things like, oh, you know, we're, we're running out of talent and things like that. But you, you, you said that it's changed over the years and it's harder. So you have all these different ways, more ways than you did back in the early days, but is it, but, but does that, has that made it, is it, how hard is it, is, it, is my kind of question, you know, is it? It's, it's hard, hard. Right. it's
1: really hard and actually, you know, you said earlier with Alex, like, we we watch that and it's brilliant and then we're like, oh gosh, how yeah. can we find something as good if not better you know you sort of you're constantly pushing for better and better but with that means you've got to find the next year you've got to push the level even even higher and it's really really tough it's really tough of course it's you know it's a competitive market out there tons of talent shows so yeah it's not easily done
0: absolutely um so you've got your cart, you've got your acts in place, or you've got enough acts, hopefully, for for the series. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> um, let's talk about the role of the judges and presenters. Obviously, Antidek have been there from the start, and this current panel um, uh, have been there for quite a long time now. How many years are we looking at? Five. Five, Five years. Yeah. That's pretty unusual, isn't it? In a in a TV talent show, to have a very stable group of judges is that do you feel is it because everyone generally feels like this is a a kind of a dream team why change it or would you look would would you be under pressure from itv or simon or anyone just to change it to freshen it up it
1: is working so we don't (laughs) want to change it it's it's a superb panel um when it was first established five years ago it kind of clicked pretty soon into the first bit of recording and um, yeah we knew we had something special so no one has any desire to change something when it's already working.
2: What do you think it is about this panel that makes them so special generally? Uh, I think whenever you put a panel together you don't know whether they're going to work as Claire said they just clicked Um, but I think you know now after five years they have such great chemistry together uh, which is visible for all to see. But what's good about them, they have, you know, they have their individual expertises. You have David for comedy, Simon for music, Amanda for musical theatre and acting, uh, Alicia for music and dance. So they all have expertise. Um, and that combined with the chemistry that's built between them, um, you know, they're, yeah, they're it's a, 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 a great winning panel. formula. Yeah, yeah.
1: And with that, you know, it 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 does click. They've got that chemistry. Um, there's, there's definite dynamics on the panel. Um, they're familiar with each other. So when we start a new series, you know, there's sort of, they know, well, it's not even a role. It's their natural kind of go-to. But, you know, they're comfortable in that. There's no need for producing because they naturally like naturally david plays up messes around with simon they have those you know the bromance that simon and david have um and also i think um the audience enjoy that because they're kind of waiting for david to wind up simon or push the boundaries with simon or um or amanda you know to root for a you know beau last year was a musical theatre act instantly? People know that that's going to be one for Amanda, and then she's really emotional with it. So, yeah, there's a good sort of good dynamic on the panel girls versus boys. Um, sometimes the three judges ganging up on Simon, it's just it just works and it yep. just clicks. And um, what they're also brilliant at is, is they really feel the emotions. We saw the Alex Magala clip, you know, um, th- those. You saw. You probably saw the promo for it. We ended up putting out a promo with those judge reactions because they were so genuine and there was proper shock. And actually what they're brilliant at is really they sit down that panel, they put acts in front of them they haven't seen or don't know what's coming. And they react accordingly, whether that's tears with humour from David, emotion, um shock you name it so yeah they do a fantastic job
2: and i think they're genuinely friends and they genuinely enjoy that you know it is a job but they enjoy coming and watching the incredible acts and finding incredible talent yeah. um
1: and they hang out yeah. off camera as well as on yeah. camera that's so true i've seen that yeah. in action i've seen yeah. them hanging
2: out
0: it's, it's um great. You, you talked about the importance of, you know, watching watching their reactions. And I guess because you, you could get into a situation where, in fact, I've, I'm thinking, I'm not going to name names, I'm thinking of TV yeah. challenging judges who sit quite passively and don't react to, whereas this lot are very vivid. We're going to see a clip in a second where I think we'll, we'll show how, how kind of their reaction shots are key to establishing the narrative of...
1: 100%. It just enhances because... If the judges are feeling it, the audience are feeling it, the audience at home are feeling it, you know, it's def- it all enhances. And I have also, without naming names, sat there, sat in an edit when you're watching someone that looks nonplussed trying to convey something on TV, it doesn't work, and they do it brilliantly yeah. with their reactions.
0: Uh, the show feels quite transparent in that way, that you show judges doing things that, you know, you may in early years, I don't know, not feel, oh, well, that's not right, you're only in the middle of an act or something, that's quite rude, but, you're, you're you know, you show that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think we want to try and reflect the um, the audition process as much as possible. You know, when you're, it's they are long days, made longer for certain reasons. Yes. Um, and um, and that is kind of you know they're sat there, they're like, oh, who have we got next? They might have seen four terrible acts beforehand yeah. um, that they haven't enjoyed very much, and uh, so yeah, there's sort of a definite truth in that because we want to convey. That sense of oh here we go what we got now to oh my goodness mm-hmm. who was expecting that
0: and then i want to ask about simon because obviously simon's been a constant most of the time um and he does he does keep very particular hours does that do you have to work around the fact i mean like,
2: basically he's late isn't he every single day of filming his time keeping's not great yeah um but yeah he yeah his days start later than most um I think with any star uh, you you're slightly unsure of what time you can give them call times and you keep everything crossed that they will be there at that time but you have to uh, be you know adapt and react to whatever happens yeah so we've we've learned to
1: yeah we we we've had to um improvise definitely on occasions um he does turn up late so um we we now accept that that's kind of the the truth of the matter we used to pretend he was gonna arrive and we never wanted to make the call time any later in case he got wind that you know it you know it wasn't what time we were telling him it was yeah. that didn't work so now we've just moved the day so it starts much later right. but, it, gives um, but it. it also yeah it gives us an opportunity we kind of have used it to uh, as a virtue so there was one time he didn't show up so Anton deck decided to play judges while he was he was at he was late. Uh, and then this year, just gone, um, he was late. And we were like, right, we've got axe waiting, we can't wait any longer. Uh, so um, fortunately, David's mum happened to be in the audience. So lo and behold, she was uh, the replacement for Simon. And it so, worked fabulously. She made a brilliant judge. She so, was great, yeah.
0: She was yeah. well into it. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Um, talking of David, is it? I mean, you talked about the different expertise that the, the, the judges bring. Obviously, some, you know, into his music, and but I mean, David knows about comedy, obviously, but also the fact that he is funny in himself is that a key? Do you think it helps a lot to have a kind of intrinsically funny person on your panel?
1: I think it's. I think it's massively enhanced the show, hundred percent. I think um, the show's evolved anyway over the years, but. Um, a lot of people you speak to about the show they really appreciate the humour and the comedy um that we bring with it, and a lot of that is down to David one hundred percent he brings he brings a lot of comedy he embraces um the more eccentric acts. That we also have grown to love. Um, you know, we saw him earlier with Show Bears. Um, yeah. and uh, you know, he turns he can turn an act into something amazing. Um, yeah, he he does a fantastic job with that. Some of his golden buzzers have been um fun choices in the past. He just yeah, he brings a whole nother level of yes. A, yes. yeah, of fun.
0: And his relationship with Simon is is key, um and, has, and I guess has evolved it. Was that there from the start? Did you do you remember kind of watching them together yeah. and thinking this is gonna work? comedically
1: straight away yeah
2: yeah yeah instantly i think there's um they get on really they get on really well and they play off each other really well there's been yeah, the one minor spat where David threw his pen at Simon um, right. and caught him in the face, which didn't go down too well. But apart from that...
1: Yeah, he learned, uh, the, learned the line yeah, not the, to push it. Right. He yeah. occasionally, you know, tries. But Yes.
2: I mean, you just wouldn't have had a moment
0: like that in, in the earlier series. Was it? Is that, does that, how does that kind of thing work? Does David say, oh, I've got this idea? Or do you guys come up with these ideas? How, how do they... Those Before moments? we
1: start the filming with the judges, we talk about ideas and, you know, because you need to instigate content in the green room. But we are, again, lucky with that panel that... That actually, um, they they um, they come up with a lot of they do a lot anyway. They have great banter in that room, um, but we did speak to David um, as we started the tour, and he was the one that said, "Do you know what? I'm going to dress. I want to dress as Simon." So we uh, we spoke to he asked to speak asked to use his wig person from Little Britain, um, and uh, we got him the trousers made that went up to here, um, and uh, yeah, it went down a treat. Simon went along with it,
0: and all the judges. And you do film a lot you do film a lot of backstage. You film, you know, in their in their rooms that they have, and in their, when they. Are
2: they all kind of? They all now know that you're going to be filming them yes. every yeah. step of the way. From the moment they arrive, they're called and <laughs> they're they're camera ready and they're going to be filmed. From the moment they get out of their cars on the red carpet, all the way through there will be cameras. So it's yeah.
1: We normally let them have a little tea break, like a duck out <laughs> for ten minutes. But the rest of the time, yes, we're, yeah. we're filming.
0: Yeah. Um, Anton Deck, I mean, they obviously doesn't. I mean, what can you say? I mean, that they are the best in the business, and Friends. you've and you've had yeah. them from the start. Do you, in terms of how involved they get with, because they could just come on and announce the acts and that's it. Uh, in terms of them getting involved in the nitty gritty of what what happens, is that is that something that's evolved over time and happened has happened kind of organically?
2: Go on. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it has. I think their role has evolved. Their you know their main job is to narrate the day and to support and be on the side of of the contestants you know where the judges are there to judge the talent they're there to support the talent um so and and they as you said they're just the best you know they they can have empathy they have humor um their timing is impeccable and you know when we all love them joking around in the wings it they're sort of reacting how people at home are reacting and i think that's why people love them so much
1: and i think because people love them we want to put them on telly as much as possible
2: yeah yeah and they and when they come on stage and you know you see them come on stage with certain acts that honestly is not produced it's that's their gut instinct it's like if they love someone or love an act then they will they will go out on stage there's none of us going go on get out there it's it's an organic process Um, because if they're not engaged it doesn't work yeah ultimately
1: they do their own comedy. It's not like you tell them what the jokes are. Right. They 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 have it. They've no. got they've got the talent.
0: So you have to be ready. Their, their reaction could be anything to any act. They could they could go on stage with the act. They can, we've got a clip in a set where we'll see yeah. a kind of example of this. But you have to be ready to cover whatever the hell they do. They want to do one
1: hundred percent. Yeah, and they have a cameraman that sort of sticks with them most of the time. So he's ready for the action and, and whatever that that might be. Uh, this year, like I'm so excited. Like he did a whole he um sh- he was shooting the basketball and it went straight in. He was like screaming in the wings. All of that. Yeah, it's kind of. They're just brilliant at the spontaneity, but it's not just the fooling around and the comedy. You know, they can be laughing around, and then the next minute they're with they're with someone that's got kind of more of an emotional story, and they're stood there with the mum watching on in the wings. And actually, this year um, with their golden buzzer at Jasmine, um, they like Ant was brought to tears, you know, right. in the wing. So they're, they they empathise, fee- they feel emotion. What they are is really real people and they really get people. They understand people and they're one of the people. You really feel that. So, mm. so like Charlie said, they're feeling it and empathising with the people, but they're also kind of reacting how we all would. You feel yeah. like that's what you would do.
2: And I, yeah. think, and I think we have to, as, as sort of producers of them, we have to. We preempt a lot of of what we think they might do in the wings. You know, you'll often see them. You know, if someone's eating an onion on stage, you know, Ant will suddenly eat an onion in the wings. And so, you know, that's our job. We they they. they Ask us a lot of the time. In years gone by, they would suddenly turn around and go, "What have you got an onion?" Right. And we're like, "Uh, uh," and then you send a runner to catering (laughs) to try and find an onion. So now we've sort of learnt how they work and and what they enjoy. So then, when we're preparing for a day, the producer that was with Ant and Dec will then,
1: yeah, we'll know what's coming up. Get a
2: comb. Get whatever's related to the act. So in case they ask, we've got it. Because that shows that they are—they're on the side of the act, aren't they? Really. I mean, no matter how good, bad, or indifferent they are.
1: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. They're they're rooting for the act. They're always on their side,
0: 100%. And it was interesting because you did mention that they ended up being judges um, at one point, which must have been alien to them because of that, I guess. They hated it. They didn't like it, did they? They didn't want
1: to press no. They didn't want to press the buzzer. They were like, actually, this is way, way harder than we ever imagined. Didn't like pressing the buzzer. Didn't want to say no to anyone. Um, So yeah That's that's good really
2: I think that shows It's actually quite difficult To be a judge We all sit at home And and judge people But you know Saying no to people Who have You know Tried Practised And rehearsed Their whole lives And walking out on stage And to say No I thought it was useless It's not easy Um, Something that Simon yeah. finds very easy, but, but <laughs> yes. most, most normal humans <laughs> yes. would not. No, and they're to too nice. They're
0: just too nice to be a judge. They yeah. are, genuinely. Not that I'm saying the other judges aren't nice. Obviously, they're all the <laughs> delightful. I thought you meant under. They're too nice. Um, now, moving on to the live shows, because Britain has this kind of unique, unique um, format and structure, I guess, where you have all the you know, weeks of the pre-recorded um, audition shows, mm-hmm. and then um, the judges get together and they choose who's going to go through to the live shows. And then you have this... This week of prime time live shows semi finals, I guess they are where you have forty five actors is that right now i I've been to these shows and i 've always just sit there thinking, how do you logistically how do you sort this thing out' Because you might have a spectacular act with a man up a thing with swords down to it, and the next minute someone's standing on a big tower singing is it Is it as complex? and um difficult as it seems yes
1: it requires a very very good um stage management team creative team um it's a really really tough it's a tough job because yes 45 acts in one week there aren't many shows that do like a, a stripped week of lives so it requires a hell of a lot of planning um and we start that process from the moment they get their yes from the judges um and it's a very collaborative um process um do you want me to tell you how yeah, it works absolutely, yeah because you um, think
0: so do the acts themselves you know if, if it's a singer do they get to choose whatever the hell song they want if it's you know magicians they get to do whatever tricks they want how does that work
1: by the live shows it's much more collaborative right? Um, and the whole process basically they'll come they'll come we'll ask them they'll get their yes and then we'll say right what are you thinking you'd like to do for the live shows Um, so they come if they're a singer with song choices Um, they'll come uh, with their next magic trick if they're a magician Um, and we work with them to kind of they'll come with like multiple ideas so we'll kind of work with them hand in hand um the producers the creative director and the act to kind of know what's going to make the most impact what what the acts are great at is doing their doing their their act mm. their talent um but not all of them have experience with live TV so we kind of offer up our advice as produ- TV producers as to what's going to make good television uh along with working with hand in hand with what they thinks a good act so um so they get uh, they we pin down what they're going to do for the live shows. Then the creative director will work up a concept with with that act as to how that's going to look, what the graphics are going to be, what the lighting's going to be, what's the kind of theme of that of that performance. So they work hand in hand. She comes up, it's Beth Honan, is the creative director. She comes up with concepts and ideas, visuals, um, lots of like mood boards and stuff like that. Um, then we also have a music team. We have a choreography team. So we have, um, for any musicians or singers, we go through. We, you know, we, we go through routineing to come up with song choices, work out what works well, what doesn't, what key it should be in. If it's a reversion of a song, um, for the choreographers, they work with the dance acts, but also with um, staging of of people that aren't dance or singers. You know, just to kind of give people. Ha- how to, be, how, how to have a presence on the stage if they haven't got that experience. Um, so we work hand in hand with them. Um, we have videos, we watch videos along the way because obviously once we get to live week, we want to avoid any surprises at that stage. So we have about a 12-week turnaround from get them getting their yes to getting them to the live show. So we've got their idea of what they're going to do on stage, what that concept's going to look like. We start working with the technical team in terms of what the lighting, graphics, all of that. Graphics start to be made. Um... <laughs> And uh, basically, we have teams going out around the country. So choreographers might visit dancers up, you know, up north if they're up there, or travel around the country to go and visit them in their homes. And we get those sort of work in progress videos from them, um, and give continual feedback back and forth um, until they're, to, until we get to this to the live, um, the live sort of rehearsals mm-hmm. in the studio.
2: And it, I was going to say, just in addition to that, actually, we obviously because we're stripped across a week. Every act has has two performances, one for the semi final, right. and then one prepped for if they get through to the final. So actually, it doubles the workload of of, of everyone.
0: Yeah, because your final is the day after. Um, the last semi-final because I remember a few years ago there was a week's gap wasn't there there's a week's
1: gap sometimes there's a day's gap but yes not much time (laughs) so we have to pre-plan that also and have that performance up our sleeves Um, and then what happens as the week goes on of semi-finals two go through each night and off the back of a very um, very uh, what's the word, busy live show and a busy day, we then sit down to discuss the two acts that have gone through and talk about their um, their their concepts, recap to everyone and what the plan is, and we press the green button, basically, on the concept for their live performance.
0: Is it harder with the kind of more, I would say, eccentric acts, for example? The singers, you know, your song choice dancers maybe yeah. but with you know i don't know like no, it's it, fun is it fun okay yeah yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah it is it's really good fun sorry to cut you off yeah, um yeah. you saw earlier that we had a guy once called kevin Cruz who was like um he played a character, but he was like a cruise ship singer and we yeah. had a giant boat come on yeah. and all of that. So actually, right. they're ones that you can really have a lot of fun with. Yeah. So, no, they're not more difficult. Do they always fun.
0: embrace the uh, the spectacle, if you like?
2: Yeah, they you, normally come yeah. up with what? the biggest, craziest <laughs> ideas out yeah. of everyone, to be honest. They're and, really and that's, enthusiastic. That's sort of a dream for us producers because they have a crazy idea and then we can turn that into a bonkers reality sort of thing
0: we've got a good example coming up of, of ashley and Pudsey because i remember the the transformation from i mean they were amazing in in the auditions but definitely this is an example of a pretty impressive kind of spectacle when it came to the live show
1: yeah and that, um it's a good example of a really clear concept and that's kind of what we're trying to achieve with everyone's act so so from what they wanted to do on stage to the creative director coming up with that concept it's about really kind of it being a simple, understandable concept for everyone for everyone to see, yeah. basically. Yeah. And this is a really good example. You know, we, we all know exactly what it's saying. And you that's know just, that's Mission Impossible. Right, the theme. Yeah, the, from right. the music to the costume to the lighting, the graphics, it's like, okay, we're going with Mission Impossible here and it's kind of got a clear direction to it. That's, that's the concept. Because
2: yeah. you'll remember she did the Flintstones for her first right. audition with yeah. Budzee. And so she was already she understood that we had to have a concept and a theme. Um and obviously working with animals, you're quite limpy, you have to go with what the animal can do. Um but yeah, her theme that she'd always performed was 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 the Flintstones. So with our creative team and with the producers, came up with a very clear Mission Impossible concept.
1: And it doesn't always have to be that literal, you know, it could just be sure. something something more stripped back, like a solo spotlight, and that's kind of but it's it's Often they'll come with loads of ideas. Let's throw this and throw that. And actually, sometimes it's about something really, really simple Um so,
0: yeah. That. I was going to say, because you could end up overproducing it, couldn't you? And I, I, I do remember moments more on X-Factor than BGT, where Simon will, if he doesn't like what your creative people have done with an act, he will mention it, won't he, on the show? Yeah. Which is an interesting challenge, I guess. Yeah, Mr Friedman comes in for a bit yes. of shtick now and again. <laughs>
2: yes. um, but and it's like with any concept or with any idea, especially on this show, we sort of, we pride ourselves in the act is performing their talent that they've performed for years, they have to be really comfortable and really pleased and proud of what they're doing on stage. Um, You can never force, you know, a concept or a theme or a section of the act onto them because it has to be their work. And, uh, you know, ultimately we're putting them in front of the public Mm -hmm. to vote. So... It, it has to be up to them.
1: And also it has to enhance their performance. That's what's really key, is that mm. sometimes, you know, it, it could we could go overboard and mm. then you've actually lost the dog mm. and actually what you really want to see is the dog dancing. Yeah. So um, it's really important that ultimately the concept doesn't steal away from the actual act.
0: Um, We've got an example of one of the most talked about, I think, live performances coming up here from from Richard Jones. Um, Is this example, sometimes might the act have an idea, you know, from their first audition to what they want to do if they do get through to the live show?
1: Yeah, he he came with this idea. Richard Jones is a great story. He basically was a walk-in on a producer audition. He applied online, so... You know, you still get those people coming to us, um, and he had this idea. He already knew the war, the war veteran, um, and yeah, So we basically made his his vision come true yeah. and um, so yeah we talk about clear concepts we also talk we also talk about having really memorable performances and I think you know this whole piece was all you know celebrating Britain and everything Britain stands for and you know you'll see Union Jacks and everything and that's kind of it got a really clear message across yeah. and um, had a big am- impact and got him the winner. The
0: magicians got a lot to up to haven't they now after that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so he came to you with that pretty much with that concept. Yes. That right? Yes.
1: That was it. We're well, not the concept. Okay, but the so he wouldn't have said, "I want these graphics or whatever." No, no, sure. Um But yeah, he had that trick. He um, he knew the war. He he met um, the war veteran um, through magic. Um, so yeah, he came with the trick. But it was interesting, actually, when we were working out that concept. Mm. Originally, the uh, Union Jack flag was going to drop, right, to reveal him. But then, because we were working in conjunction with the army, we 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 realised pretty quickly that actually it's disrespectful to drop a union jack flag. Ah. So we had to quickly resolve the issue and and work out a way, another mechanism for lifting it up instead. Wow.
0: Yes. There you go. Yeah, that, that, a lot of things could go wrong with that kind of. Yeah, hundred kind percent. Of it's yeah. yeah, it's
1: playing it very carefully yeah. and respectfully.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, this is ten years um, so far. It's been, you know, it's still every year. The it's it kind of ratings always huge. You know, other shows kind of go up and down. But you've been pretty, you've been pretty. Um, it's been a consistent um, huge hitter every year. Is it hard to maintain that success? And what do you, what are the key elements in in kind of keeping it going year after year?
1: I think it's never become complacent. We always kind of reflect on the previous series and previous series and go, okay, what can we do to improve? And it's not always about changing, doing massive uh, changes of format, but sort of subtle changes. Um, But I I think the reason it still is a success is, one, I think people really enjoy the fact it's variety. I think they really like to see a good mix of acts. I think it's also... A, a show for all the family. I think it's warm, it's got humour and I think that's what people enjoy. We've talked about a fantastic panel. It's got the most favourite presenters in the country on it. So, yeah, we've got, it's a winning formula, hopefully, that will yep. last for many more years. Yeah, and
2: I think, I think one of the keys, We you know, people don't like massive change um, and, you know, the, one of the biggest change, obviously, is panels, which we've already talked about mm. and we've maintained them for five years and, Aside from production values you saw in the clip to start, um, the sort of change in sets in the cameras we use, in the makeup for some people, um, and how people change um, and how it's very subtle changes each mm. year. It's like when we introduced more reality into mm. the show and sort of long lens backstage filming, things like that, it's just a different it gives us a different way to tell people's story um, and gives a more real view of the audition day from the from the
0: eyes of the acts. Yeah, so when you say reality, because I have noticed over the years, you do have more of, so now you film um, the acts interacting with each other, Yeah. you film yeah. more in the audience, you've got, you 100%. can hear what they're saying in the audience as well. Yeah, I
1: think it's about building on what you have, so what we, you know, obviously we focus on what happens on stage, but I think we always wanted to and we've built and built on it is we wanted kind of a sense of a real audition day and so with that comes kind of the mayhem backstage almost like a Muppet the Muppet show mayhem that sort of behind the scenes so every year we try and sort of get more and more of that Um, and I think that's definitely added levels to the show so you you kind of now you have Uh, the audience some of them mic'd up you know so you're getting the perspective from the audience you have a lot more backstage stuff with the judges and with Ant and Dec the contestants have definitely like the storytelling has evolved with contestants Um, originally it was like b-roll a master interview and nowadays we have a whole nother layer with Observational filming—we mm. get real relationships. Um, we can see a lot more in, about relationships. We see chats between mums and their daughters, mm. or dance coaches giving pep talks. Um, so you get whole, whole—you know—extra layers to the audition to get a real sense of that behind-the-scenes process. Mm.
2: I was just going to say, further to Claire, it's and it's pretty daunting for these people when they turn up on the audition day. We sit them in a chair, shove a camera in their face and then yes. ask them, you know, intimate questions about their lives and things. So the reality just brings a whole... another level to it mm. in terms of, you know, when we're, when we're standing a long way back and they can't really see the cameras, they will open up, you'll get much more honest, natural and real reactions and mm. chats between them. Yeah, it's them. much more relaxed so and- it just gives us extra areas, you know, as we just used to tell their story from interview, but now we can tell their story at registration, in the holding room, backstage, um, as well as their interview. So it just gives us uh, options, basically.
0: And you, you, the production value stretch to, you have lots of different ways of opening the series. I've noticed as well that, that you might have quite a lavish kind of yeah. opening skit or film or something. We've got, I think we've got an example of um, coming up what, 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 is that just the thing you sit that you before each show do you think how can we kick this off in a new way
1: yeah I think um, we started doing big openers around series 6 actually with the, when the new panel were introduced um, we kind of really wanted to do the show up and and that was the same year we introduced much more backstage filming and, and so one of the things we wanted to do was kind of create a big open to the to the show and do something new we used to have like we used to do big crowd shots of people going welcome to Birmingham you know, we still have that, but it. We were like, let's. What's, what can be new? We've seen that year on year. Let's do something new. So, um, yeah, the one we were about to watch was a was a goodie and uh, it just kind of it, it starts the series off with a bang. Yeah. Just sums the show up. It's just a
2: big punch of celebration, sparkle, and excitement. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. Often doesn't make that much sense, but it's just exciting and fun to watch.
0: Let's uh, see uh, an example. <laughs> The eagle-eyed of you will notice I queued up the wrong clip. That was an example of another innovation: the golden buzzer innovation. Yes. yes. Which? So, yeah, which why did you decide to do that?
1: Well, we talked about more the more subtle evolution, um, but obviously uh, we do reflect on changes we can make and um research ideas and and we have an international team um who who look after all all the got talent formats and something that had been introduced to uh the german das super talent um was the golden buzzer and we all saw it and thought it was fabulous so we thought let's give it a go and we're delighted we did because actually it was introduced was it three or four years ago Three. Three and um, and it just it's just given an extra layer to to the show. It's a real high moment in an audition show, um, and on top of that, it gives the the act something else to aspire to to try and get directly to the lives with the golden buzzer.
0: And apart from kind of things like, you know, expanding the judging... Originally, there was three judges back in the day, four now. Are there any... Do you think there are any other... Are you looking for other ways to innovate um, as the show moves on?
2: Yeah, we do... I mean, every year we, we look back and we say what we like, what we don't like, where can we improve... Um, There's obviously huge amounts of research done from ITV, Fremantle, Psycho, into what the viewers like and don't like. And yeah, we'll sit down with our, as Claire said, we'll sit down with the international team and say, look, what's everyone doing around the world? Is there anything we should be looking at? Um, And, you know, the only thing that's really come out of that in the last few years is the golden buzzer. So no, we're not always looking to change things. It's if we see something that's brilliant and can really add to the show, then we'll adopt it and, and run with it. Um, well, I want to leave enough
0: time for questions from the audience. But do we want to see the clip of the uh, the innovative opener that I miscued? Let's have a look at this first, and it's then be fun. thinking of questions while this is on for our panel. Let's have a look. But that was that was an example, I believe, of what they call a flash mob.
1: Yes. Yeah. So that You had to was, gather. That
0: how did you get? How did you sort that out? Did you just kind of say, "Can you get all these?" We people?
1: never knew they were going to come until they came. Okay. It's like that: if they build, if you build it, it they will come. Right. Um, we had audience applause, um, who are the people? The, they're a company who organise audiences for mm. all our shows, mm. and uh, so they booked people. They told people to come along for this event. They told people that Ant and Depp were coming, so that's always a big sell, yep. and uh, and they came and they did the routine twice and then they started dispersing so we didn't get many takes oh I see yes okay. so we were like quick get it now they're starting to leave
2: there was a choreographer though there to try and coordinate right. the masses a little bit as well right. they yeah. are a logistical nightmare those things
1: but, yeah, um, we, yeah, but we great to,
2: when the, when you pull it off
1: yeah we had the choreographer teaching them the routine whilst Aunt and Dett were in a hotel learning the routine with <laughs> the, the other choreographer and then we brought them out shot it twice and that was that wow yeah Impressive. it was good fun
0: Yeah. Right, let's throw it open to uh, the audience if you have any questions. We we don't need mics. You can just, I'm sure, um, shout or loudly speak your question. But yeah, do, who, who wants to go first?
1: For me, um, I started back in 1999 um, and I always knew I wanted to go into entertainment and that's all I've ever done. I used to watch um, Planet 24 programmes like Don't Forget Your Toothbrush um, and... Uh, I luckily got my first job at Planet 24 as a runner on the Big Breakfast. Um, I was there making tea for Johnny Vaughan every morning. And uh, I moved over to the BBC. I worked with Ant & I was their runner. Uh, that's where I began um, uh, working with them. Uh, I was their runner. I used to get them jacket potato for lunch every, every day. Uh, we did a show called Friends Like These at BBC. That Ian Wright then took over and presented. I was there for a good few years. Um, gosh, it's it's been yeah, it's been a long career. I've worked on I'm a Celebrity. I've worked on uh, Hell's Kitchen, uh, Soapstar Superstar. Uh, what else? X Factor. Um, Take Me Out. Uh, yeah, tons. You've lo- you've I've been very lot- lucky.
0: You've worked with a lot of demanding talent. That strikes me from that list.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I must be a glutton for punishment. <laughs> okay. Um,
2: and me my first job was on a show called Testination uh, with Anne Robinson and Philip Schofield back in the day Uh, and then yeah I've just always entertainment has been the programs that I love to watch Um, and so yeah so then I fell into it and I've similarly to Claire I've worked on mainly I've been very lucky but big Saturday night entertainment shows like Saturday Night Takeaway, I'm a Celeb, X Factor and this so it's yeah it's been good Thank you. Yes, gentlemen. Uh, so the pre-recorded shows. Well, we film. The, so the producer days. We start filming. So we started filming this year already, um, and there we there we get our sort of main scale shots um, of the applic- applicants, uh, and then we film the auditions in Jan, Feb, uh, with the judges, uh, and then our first TX is the fifteenth of or well, around sort of mid-April ish. Uh, it depends, obviously, on scheduling every year, but it's about early to mid-April is our first TX. Um, so, what's that? Half a Feb, March, a <laughs> couple of months. Yeah. um Editing the first show, um, but we sort of how the edit works. We have two teams, so we we're cutting show one and show two at the same time.
1: An outside post, uh, outside company, post company, yeah. We use the farm.
0: And does Simon give you last-minute edit things like he does with uh, X Factor?
1: He gives us
2: pointers. Pointers—that's the, the word. Pointers yes. all through we d- the series. We try not to, to do last for. minute.
1: Actually, okay. we try and get the show to him as early as possible, ah. so that we get those notes and we don't have last minute okay. eventualities.
2: <laughs> yes. In what from the broadcaster from ITV? Uh, well, they normally do it, it. I mean, it varies, but um, I think the the last deal was a three year deal sort of thing, yeah. and then they're renegotiating or have renegotiated. Um, so yeah, we're normally a few years. We know, yeah, we know for a few years normally. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, all the how it works. So they sign release forms to come on the show, and then they'll sign. They do sign deals um, when they get through to the live shows and semi-finals, and they potentially might have management that represent them but a lot now the sort of world's changed and a lot of the acts that come on the show have agents have managers because some of them are professionals so it's just a it's a negotiation with them um and Sony I believe so thank you oh
0: yeah a uh, lady there
1: it's totally completely random. spontaneous. Yeah, you don't know who they're going to go for. Um, Simon did the Stormtroopers this year, um, which you know, you would expect. Oh, Simon's going to do a singer. No, he he liked the Stormtroopers yeah. and he pressed his golden buzzer. So, yeah, it's completely spontaneous.
0: Or a dog. you think you'd do a dog. Yeah, exactly. Well, well, two, little trip. Two,
2: yeah, I think it was two years ago. Boy Band we had on the first day. Uh, they were a golden buzzer on the first day. And you sort of everyone thinks, oh, day one, we're not going to have a golden buzzer. You know, they're going to. they'll all wait for a bit but it was day one of filming so you never know and all the graphics and confetti that's all triggered instantly from the golden buzzer so and a second question
1: yeah hundred percent we uh yeah they any pre- any preparation meeting production meetings they're always involved we work we work hand in hand and uh there's a there's a process on the on the day that once we finish filming with them they go to i t p two for the filming and um yeah so it's it's it, we work hand in hand we they don't get in our way and they're That's,
0: also filming your judges and your, aren't they? They, they get their own.
2: Yeah, well, and Stephen, Stephen, Stephen's yeah, been Stephen's there, there since Daydart as well, and he's, yeah. you know, he's genuinely, you know, a really close friend of Anton and Deck, and just gets on with all the judges, and he, um, yeah, he's he's involved the whole time.
1: They get some good stuff in the judge lounge with Stephen, don't they? Yeah, on yeah, On be too. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. he's yeah. great yes. in there. Yes, I think you've obviously you've got to have a varied. Um, uh, amount of talent and varying degrees of talent um, we're not a show that belittles people or wants to put people down or or make people unhappy we want to celebrate um, talent and celebrate eccentricities and and I think that shows you know we've had so many examples where things like the show bears we saw earlier Stavros Flatley where yes they're not the best talent in the world and it could go either way but you put them on stage because there is something exciting about watching them and occasionally the audience and judges fall in love with them. Um, like the Comb guy, you know, Ant Deck just loved him because it was such an obscure, weird talent and they went with it and, and wanted to go on stage and, and it just elevated the act to another level. So we do, we don't put bad people on necessarily. It's about interesting, unique, eccentric acts and people that we want to put on the stage that we can celebrate
1: and with David on the panel he he totally loves those acts so actually you know um his golden buzzers are often the more eccentric quirky acts so actually it's all for kind of entertainment and people really really enjoy it and Stavros Flatley is still um gigging to this day um many years on as as the duo much older looking son nowadays but yes yeah (laughs) frightening
0: thank you very good question. Uh, anymore yeah gentlemen
1: there. <laughs> i think you know budgets always you can have all these creative ideas that you know you get really excited about wanting to do x y and z um and sometimes we've got we've got a fabulous production team that are always trying um try and uh, make things happen if they can but sometimes you can't always do exactly what you want so that's but that's not it's not quite as traumatic as your, you were maybe getting at, but um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes you can't quite do all the things you really want to do because there isn't quite enough money.
0: Yeah, yeah. Budget. I can't imagine
2: there's ever any budget. restraint <laughs> yeah, yeah, unfortunately, there is.
1: there
0: right.
2: yeah. is. Fair enough. Yes
1: absolutely any whatever suits them best basically we they're all treated in the same in with the same process ultimately at the end of the day we get a video on tape whether it's someone sending that video in or us going to film it they're all judged off of that video so it doesn't matter they can do any of whatever suits them best and um yeah but they'll be treated exactly the same
0: yeah
2: i do that Um, well i think Social media in general is playing a bigger and bigger role in in the whole industry, um, and online content in general. We you don't know if something's going to go viral necessarily, but it's what you know. It's it's the acts that you've never seen before or have a huge surprise within them. You know, we we've actually got one of the biggest online followings out of all the Got Talents because of Subo um, back then, and, and no one quite knew how that was going to spread through the world, um, and now sort of the whole world now watches for Britain's Got Talent and the acts that come out of it. Um, but we but do
1: have, we have a social team, don't we? A social team. Yeah, media we have a team. social
2: team, an interactive team. Press ITV. Team. Um Yeah, so it's, and, and that team I think will will grow and grow and grow as the importance of social media and online grows as it is. There's lady there. Yeah. It's oh, great. We don't have, so we don't have specific scouts in in areas, um, in sort of uh, geographical areas. We have them within, we have sort of a music scout, we have a dance scout, we have circus scout, we have magic scouts. And what the scouts are, they're just individuals who are um, connected connected and embedded within those worlds. For example, you know, uh, Sean, our circus scout, was a circus performer for years. He ran one of the biggest touring circuses in the world. So he knows... The whole circus world and people that might um, not have even thought about auditioning, he can access them and speak to them and and give them the opportunity and say, you know, I think this could be great for you. Do you fancy auditioning? Um, and as Kles said, then they go through the same process.
0: Is a the lady there? Yeah. That's a very good question because I was going to ask that to end on. So let's end on this question. Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: You've it's, got. Have you got one? You go. Well, I have to. Be,
2: it has to be an act for me, uh, and it was seeing Paddy and Nico for the first time. Um, because I think they just sum up what the whole show is about Uh, in terms of, you know, we're open to any age, any talent. Um, It's shocking, it's surprising. Paddy's story and how she learnt to dance was so emotional. It ticked every box um, that this show should. So I think the first time seeing them is probably my highlight. Um,
1: Mine's more sentimental. It's it's less... a. Pinpointed moment, I basically started on Britain's Got Talent series one, so this show is very close to my heart. I've also done um, Got Talent in America as well, so for me, it's the evolution of the show. I'm sort of, I always feel super proud of this show. Um, I was there at the very start. Um, I was there when Susan Boyle hugged me in the wings before she walked on stage, and you look at the kind of the people that have been you know, that have. Come out of the show, um, the teams you've worked with, the friendships you've made. Um, yeah, it's 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 a, it's close to my heart. This show.
0: Brilliant. We have finally, I think, run out of time. But thank you so much um, to Claire and Charlie, and thank to you for coming and your brilliant questions, uh, much better than my questions. And uh, thanks to BAFTA and the Putcher House Central. Thank you very much.
2: Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone with any talent, come this way.